Welcome back to the Commodore Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Ellis of VUCommodores.com. Thanks for tuning in to another show this week. It's been a long season, but we have approached the final regular season game for Vanderbilt football. And as always, it's a doozy. Tennessee coming to town this weekend against Vanderbilt right here at Vanderbilt Stadium. 3 p.m. Central kickoff on SEC Network. It's the battle of a bowl game. Uh, both teams sitting at 5-6, and six, needing a win to reach bowl eligibility, adding a little bit of a spark to this already fun rivalry here between Tennessee and Vanderbilt. To preview the Commodores and Vols, we brought on Josh Ward. He's the radio host for Sports 180 on Sports Radio WNML in Knoxville. Has covered the Vols for a very long time there and has seen a lot of uh, Tennessee football come and go. So we caught up with Josh to discuss what to expect from this team as it heads to Nashville. Uh, who will line up at quarterback, whether it's Jared Garantano or Keller Christ. We asked Josh to kind of handicap the up-and-down season that Tennessee has had, beating two top 20 teams, but also struggling against some smaller teams as well and uh, talked a little bit about the culture change under new head coach Jerry Pruitt, what's been different there about the program and and just how important this Vanderbilt game is to Tennessee fans now that the Commodores have really put up a lot of success against Tennessee in recent years. Always fun to have Josh Ward on. He knows this program in and out and I hope you enjoy our conversation with Josh Ward of Sports Radio WNML in Knoxville. Josh, it's a battle of uh, potentially bowl-eligible teams coming up here in Nashville with uh, with Vanderbilt and Tennessee. Uh, obviously, you've covered Tennessee for a long time. You're being able to witness Jeremy Pruitt's first year there in Knoxville. But as you look into going into this game, first question for you is just kind of what you expect from the quarterback situation, just because obviously Jared Garantano uh, got a little banged up against Missouri. Keller Chris stepped in. Wh- what's Jeremy Pruitt saying right now about uh, what to expect and who's going to line up under center there for the Vols on Saturday? Yeah, the indications have been that Jared Narantano will likely be ready to go. He's been described to this point as day-to-day by Jeremy Pruitt, uh, and not, we all. But that was that was the case coming out of the game on Saturday when Garantano took what looked like a, a scary hit in the Missouri game where he was driven to the ground. But uh, first time the media was able to see practice on Tuesday, Garantano was a full participant. He was doing everything that the other quarterbacks were, and uh, it looked good throwing the football. So the fact that Garantano is out there at the beginning of the week, I think is a good indication that he should be ready to go unless there's some kind of setback. Now, Tennessee will have Keller Chris ready to play. That's a big reason that he was brought in as a, a grad transfer from Stanford was the fact that he's played a lot of football. He's a senior, of course, and uh, he's somebody that the Tennessee coaching staff can rely on. But Garantano has been their number one guy all season long. And the anticipation is that that's the case this week as well. It seems like Garantano has been pretty good about not making mistakes this year. I know he's on his kind of long interception streak or a lot of uh, completions without an interception. But at the same time, Josh, it seems like this volunteer offense uh, has been a little up and down this year. I mean, you noticed the 14-point the output at Charlotte earlier in the year. Um, and I know fans seem to be having some unrest sometimes with the offensive coordinator situation, Tyson Helton, wondering what they're doing with the ball. What's kind of your take, and especially with, with your job on the radio and what callers are telling you about kind of what they think Think about the offense and what's how do you kind of diagnose maybe the inconsistency there so far? Yeah, I think the conversation is kind of zigzagged just as the offensive performance has been up and down. Uh, after Tennessee's road win against Auburn, fans were really excited about the offensive performance and about the play of Jared Garantano. I mean, he was receiving National Player of the Week honors coming out of that game. 
But then with an Auburn performance, Tennessee also would have a game where things didn't go well against a team like Florida earlier in the season or Alabama, but things haven't gone well for just about anybody that's played Alabama. Uh, so that one I kind of thought you'd throw out. South Carolina, Tennessee was better. Kentucky, Tennessee was better against Missouri. Tennessee had big problems. I think the biggest explanation for the ups and downs would be the play of the offensive line. The offensive line for Tennessee has really struggled. It's dealt with injuries. Uh, Brandon Kennedy, the starting center, went out for the season after the first game with the torn ACL. Then Trey Smith, maybe Tennessee's best player, he was lost in the middle of the year uh, as he's had recurring issues with blood clots. So a serious medical situation took Tennessee's left tackle away. That did not help matters uh, with an offensive line that is Again, struggled a lot of the time. So I think Tennessee's coaching staff has worked on kind of designing a game plan and calling plays around the offensive line, trying to get outside, trying to make plays on the perimeter. And that's been hit and miss at times. But uh, the the offensive line will be a big key for how Tennessee is able to fare against Vanderbilt. We use the phrase hit and miss. It seems like, in a way, this that's kind of been this team this year. I mean, as you mentioned, winning against Kentucky and Auburn, two top 20 teams, and at the same time struggling to put points up against a team like Charlotte or, as last weekend was, you know, struggling against a good offense in, in Missouri. I mean, uh, when you kind of heard Jerry Pruitt and, and, and the players, I mean, is, has there been a frustration there with just kind of not knowing which Tennessee game or Tennessee team is going to show up? And, and I wonder wh- how much that uh, worries them heading to Nashville with not knowing which volunteer team will make that trip? I do think there's been some frustration. I think overall, Zach, Tennessee, the coaching staff, the uh, really Jeremy Pruitt because he's the one that meets with the media and then the players, I think they've done a good job of kind of setting that aside, though, and continuing to work hard in practice. I think that's one of the biggest positives is that overall effort has been there. Now, you get in the middle of the game, if, if you're down big, it's easy to kind of hang your head, but I don't think that's affected Tennessee's ability to get back to work at practice, which is probably why, after disappointing performances, Tennessee has bounced back this season and played well the following week. But we're heading into the 12th game of the season, and we haven't seen Tennessee put together back-to-back strong performances. Uh, play well against Auburn, then you have the Alabama game, then play well against South Carolina, and then uh, look really bad against Charlotte and then come back and beat Kentucky by 17 points. So a, a lot of it's been kind of unexplainable at times, but yeah, m- maybe the explanation is first-year coaching staff, team that's coming off a four-win season last year, and um, Tennessee's still trying to, on the recruiting trail, improve the talent level, which doesn't affect the team right now. So I- I'd say when we when we get to the end of the season, we look back at what Tennessee did this year, win or lose this weekend, we'll probably be able to pinpoint some obvious reasons why it was so up and down. Uh, if Tennessee's looking for some optimism coming out of that, it's that this past weekend didn't go well for Tennessee. So based on the trends of this season, Tennessee is due to play better this Saturday. Jeremy Pruitt arrived in town as a very proven uh, coordinator, won a couple of championships as defense coordinator, Alabama, Florida State, other places. He'd been very, very successful um, coming in for his first head coaching job in the SEC. I mean, you've, you've seen a lot of Tennessee football, Josh. What has been uh, the mark on this program that Pruitt and his staff have tried to make? I mean, what's the culture change there? And you always see those things have to happen when a new staff comes in. But what have you noticed that's different, or how have they tried to make their mark on this program early in this season? Yeah, I think a lot of it is the standard that Jeremy Pruitt is trying to set with with his 
history in Alabama, which certainly sets the standard right now in college football on the field, and then also winning a national championship in his lone season as Florida State's defensive coordinator and spending two seasons at Georgia where they expect to win. And they did win some games while he was there with Mark Richt. Uh, Coming to Tennessee has been new for Jeremy Pruitt as well. So I think a lot of it's been about the expectations off the field, what's expected of Tennessee's players in the offseason during the strength program and uh, what, what, you know, when that's their big focus, preparing for a season. And then uh, to get back to the effort and practice, the way that they practice, I think that back in the spring and fall and during a lot of the season, the most frustrating times for Jeremy Pruitt would be if he didn't believe that the players were giving everything on the practice field. If they were making mistakes, but they were working to understand what was being asked of them and they were uh, putting in the effort to compete with their teammates because that that was a big frustration coming out of Tennessee's spring game is that he didn't feel like Tennessee players were competing. He said, we're going to have some newcomers come in that are going to push for playing time. I think that's improved as the first year under Tennessee's new head coach has gone along. So uh, there's a lot of building to be done, no doubt, but I think the way that Tennessee's players go about playing on the field and working off the field is the number one goal right now for Jeremy Pruitt. Even with the inconsistencies, Josh, of this Tennessee team, and the Volunteers are on the cusp of a bowl game in Pruitt's first season, which which I would think would be a step forward uh, for this program and how the fan base views Pruitt and his staff, uh, just how important is this game with Vanderbilt uh, from that perspective? How much would a bowl game and potentially winning a bowl game change the perception of, of the way this team has played in the first, the first year and uh, really give this, this Tennessee team a bit of a boost going forward? I think winning this weekend and getting to a bowl game would be a big deal for Tennessee. If you go back to August, you're going to find different projections, Tennessee five wins, six wins, maybe seven wins. But I think just about everybody, no matter the preseason record prediction, agreed that if Tennessee gets to the postseason in year one under Jeremy Pruitt, that that is a really nice accomplishment for year one. And then the goal would be to build on that. that that's going to be the goal no matter – whether Tennessee wins or loses this weekend, is to go recruit well, build on everything for the future. But, you know, just think about last season. It's a four-win season. Tennessee was winless in SEC play. So if Tennessee gets to a bowl game, that means Tennessee will have gone three and five in SEC play. So three more wins than you earned last year. That also means breaking the losing streak against your rival Vanderbilt. You'd have a big road win against Auburn. The way that Tennessee beat Kentucky was so uplifting for the program. So there would be a lot of positives to take away. There's no doubt that losing to Vanderbilt would be disappointing because that would be three straight losses of Conference Wars, five in the last seven years, and you would have missed the postseason in back-to-back seasons. And that's something that, you know, while it's happened fairly often in the last decade, that's not something that Tennessee wants to, to be used to. So I, I think this is a big one for Tennessee and, and really can, one way or the other, affect the mood heading into the offseason for Tennessee. Yeah, as far as the the rivalry between Vanderbilt and Tennessee, obviously in, in recent years the Commodores have had a lot of success, uh, at least more than, than long history has suggested that this program would have against Tennessee. From a fan base perspective and what you hear from fans who call on your show, I mean, how much does this game matter maybe a little more right now to Tennessee fans than it did maybe 10 or 15 years ago? Do you sense that they, because of how many uh, different rivals Tennessee can claim, you think about Alabama, Florida, and Georgia, teams that matter a lot to them in the SEC, I'm curious. How, how much Vanderbilt is kind of sneaking into that conversation now that the Commodores have had a lot of success against Tennessee? 
Yeah, I, I think it's a big deal. Um, and it, it's a bigger deal than it was probably 10 years ago when Tennessee fans just expected a win against Vanderbilt. Uh, I think a lot of fans will say, I, I still expect Tennessee to win, but the fear is greater there now because of the recent success that Vanderbilt has had. And really, it's, it's a conference-wide issue for Tennessee. That since the start of the 2010 season, so by the, by the end of Saturday, that's nine seasons, uh, Tennessee only has a winning record against one SEC school. That's Kentucky. So Vanderbilt, has, over that time, has played 500 ball against Tennessee and, again, won four of the last six. South Carolina's had an advantage against Tennessee. That's a school that Tennessee used to expect to beat, and, and that's changed over the last 10-plus years or so. So um, if Tennessee were to lose to Vanderbilt, well, then the record obviously gets worse, and I think the frustration grows even more that, well, there's an, another team that you expected to beat in, in the past that has become even more challenging. It'd be uh, three straight wins for the Commodores, and you just, no matter the rivalry, where things stand, um, you, you don't want to be losing to those teams. Uh, same goes for Florida and, and Alabama, which has had great success against Tennessee recently. Um, but uh, this game, that's why I think it can affect the mood one way or the other. If Tennessee gets a win, well, that losing streak is snapped. You feel like, okay, maybe we can get control of the rivalry again. If you lose, well, you've lost bragging rights for sure, and it could lead to more questions about, okay, well, how far are we away from getting to the ultimate goal, and that is competing for championships in the SEC. And you would, and always in college football, you want to be careful about overreacting to one game. Uh, one way or the other, but the, it will create a lot of conversation one way, one way or the other based on Saturday's result. Josh, before we let you go, if you had to pick one key to this game from Tennessee's perspective, uh, what would you hone in on in this matchup? Uh, I think for Tennessee, I would go to the defensive side and and see how well it plays uh, against Vanderbilt's rushing attack and that that's a little bit tricky to pick because Kyle Shermer is somebody that I respect and I think Tennessee's coaching staff does as well, and he's a, a really good player. The reason I say that is because any balanced offensive attack can cause problems, right? But for Tennessee's defense, I think that's especially so because um, it can be vulnerable up front. It's had some depth issues along the defensive line. If Tennessee's able to slow down Vanderbilt's running game, maybe get up early, that could be – something you add in there, if Tennessee can get a lead early and Vanderbilt feels like it has to throw the football more, then I think Tennessee can be more effective defensively in what Jeremy Pruitt calls in, in terms of uh, do you go after the quarterback, do you bring blitz, bring pressure, uh, what you can disguise to try to confuse the quarterback, which probably isn't so easy against Kyle Shermer, but also uh, a player like Daryl Taylor, he's a really good pass rusher, but he's more effective if he's able to just line up at that outside linebacker defensive end position to go after the quarterback. If Vanderbilt's able to establish the run and be balanced in what it's calling and mix things up, that could be a real problem for Tennessee's defense. So uh, Tennessee, as good as Garantano has been at quarterback and as well as the office has played at times, you don't want to be in a position where you have to put up a bunch of points on the board. They're better off when the defense plays well and allows the offense to be more controlled in what it calls. Josh Ward of Sports Radio WNML in Knoxville. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, we look forward to seeing how this matchup unfolds. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks a lot, Zach. Enjoyed it.
Many thanks to Josh Ward for joining the podcast this week. You can follow him at Josh underscore Ward on Twitter. If you like this podcast, give us a rating and review on iTunes. For Josh Ward of Sports Radio WNML, I am Zach Ellis of VUCommodores.com. Have a happy Thanksgiving, and until next time, anchor down.